hockey news, Sheldon. The Gathering of the Juggalos for 2020 has been cancelled due to COVID-19. The Insane Clown Posse are surprisingly voices of reason in this time of crisis. Okay. And I am so excited to tie this into time of crisis and voices of reason in the challenge bunker. But first, let's do introductions. I'm John Chidley Hill. That was incredible. And I am Sheldon Alexander. <laughs> and this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, surprisingly talking about Insane Clown Posse and the Gathering of the Juggalos. Never gets old. No. Um, I just I just saw that on Twitter, and I had to tie it in because I love making fun of ICP. And also, seriously, there are a bunch of clowns in the house, and also surprisingly rational people in the house. But we're going to get to all of that. Uh, the, f- the fact that it's, like, ICP, that actually made me laugh. That's the part that made me laugh, <laughs> the, the short form of it all. But that's okay. That's okay. The challenge was, again... The show, John, every week I feel like I say this, and I know people are probably tired of listening, even though you guys got to listen to us a little later last week, which I'll say I'm not going to go in depth about it, but it was all my fault, okay? Blame me. Send your hate towards me. I messed up last week's pod. I delayed last week's pod being available. We apologize. But hey, shit happens sometimes, okay? Shit happens. Yeah. We're st- Sheldon, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I was just upwards and onwards, always moving forward. I'm here to take the hate. It's okay. And as they Twirling say, if the you future. ain't got haters, you ain't popping. So it's okay. I'm all right. <laughs> well, then Jordan must be popping because I'm going to hate on his outfit. <laughs> Jordan looks like he just got off of a shift at Shroot Farms. Mm-hmm. Does your man's only have the one outfit with his bowl cut and, like, overalls? What is happening? I have no idea what's going on with Jordan. But apparently I think the whole house just has to be, like, on its head now that CT's gone. Maybe that's it. You know, everything just kind of turned upside (laughs) down with CT gone. And that kind of has a house in disarray, including Jordan's haircut. He's grieving. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. You know, every morning he wakes up in the bunker and then he just has nothing, like no motivation, no reason to get dressed. Yep. So it's just like, I guess I'll put on the same t-shirt covered in holes, yeah. you know, put <laughs> put my overalls back on. Definitely don't do anything with my hair. It's perfect. I mean, that's kind of like and me right just... now, so I hear you. <laughs> um, I just, a lot of talk. I'm sorry. I was going to say a lot of talk about this being the upset of the century. And I don't know. I feel like that's a bit much because it's not like he beat CT in like some headbanger competition. Like it's no. a big win. Don't get me wrong. But let's chill out on that for a second. And on top of that, Kyle, who to me had an interesting episode, but Kyle being like, hey, welcome to the I beat CT club. Like slow, slow your roll, bro. Slow your roll. <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking anyways. I don't know. Do you disagree with that? I... Uh... I mean, if I were Jay, like I'd be pleased with myself, and oh, yeah. it also, although not a not a headbanger, Jay's victory was in a physical thing. Like it, it did involve a lot of strength, and like the thing about CT is he's sneaky good at puzzles, so the like puzzle aspect of it too. But also, you know, you got you got to channel your Barry Sanders and act like you've been there before. And like I don't think Jay was really rubbing no, it in. No, it was Kyle. It was, it was everyone else sure. in the house. 
Uh, we did get a lot of feedback from people. Okay. I'm going to point out the, oh gosh, I hope I'm saying this right, Tanera Rust, Tanera Rust, okay. uh, messaged me to say that they've been rewatching Jace uh, season of Survivor, and man, he is a competition's beast. Yeah. Uh, apparently he just is a huge player and sharp politically. Although at this point, I mean, we've talked about this before. Would you, like, would anyone want, well, we sort of touched on this, but like, does Jay now get a pass or are people going to keep taking runs at him? I, because I like, think it all depends on what the challenge is and not to go too far ahead, but we obviously know that next week is a guy's elimination and in the teaser yeah. clip for next week, you kind of see that it is a headbanger, and I definitely think Jay's in it. Can, so I actually took a note on the teaser trailer that they had. Okay. As longtime listeners know uh, of You Killed It know, we typically both record the challenge and then skip through commercials because, mm -hmm. you know, it saves you like 20 minutes of time. Yep. But I actually stopped to watch the teaser trailer that ran during one of the commercial breaks. And this is just like a weird, maybe it's just a Canadian thing, but did you notice, so they had the like, the title screen where it said like, the challenge, total madness. And then at the bottom, in very small font, it said, JFL gags on during the day or something. Okay. Like they had like a shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. No, they always <laughs> just for that. laughs gags. Yeah. I'd never noticed no, that they, before. They always do that. In, in Canada, it'll always be like their opportunity when they're promoting a bigger show. They'll always have like in the thing at the bottom, it'll always say, also catch blah, 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 blah at this time. Some like lesser known show. That's it. That's I mean, I'm ride or die for JFL gags. Arguably the best Canadian TV show out there right now. I guess Shit's Creek is probably better. Yeah. But then JFL gags. Come on. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, they actually, it was interesting to start this episode of the challenge. They flipped a lot in like the first 10, not five minutes. They flipped from scene to scene. Mm -hmm. So we had Jordan going over sort of like the dynamic in the house after Jay wins. We've got Rogan saying that he's decided to basically chill on Jay for a little bit. Doesn't want that like kind of smoke from Jay. Uh, then we've got Maddie and Ashley having a little conversation in what is clearly the smokers area outside the bunker. Like, that's pretty obvious where they go to, like, hack darts, Yeah, right? definitely. And, and, you know, basically Ashley is doing what Ashley does, right? We saw her do it last week with Jenny, where she's talking about how worried she is because she doesn't want to get voted in. And Bananas is leading this campaign. And they're having what we think is a bonding moment. But then we get Maddie's confessional and Maddie says she didn't think that she would like Ashley, but I guess it's good to keep your friends close and your enemies closer to which I was like, Oh, okay. That's not what I thought she was going to say. It sounded like they were bonding and she's just like, no, nah, I don't really mess with this bitch. That's kind of what the vibe I got off that. And obviously we see that is that to be true. Yeah. I well, One thing that I've, found strange was like everyone's like oh ashley makes deals with anyone like people are just like she makes new friends every season is maddie not doing the same like in this scene yeah i think the the thing is though i i agree with you i agree with you i just think that people don't think that what ashley does is genuine right like she's essentially yeah. going to all these girls every week and like basically giving a sob story 
right? Whereas if you want to like hang out and chill with different people and crack jokes and cool, whatever, but giving this the sad story every week when you've won the most money on the show and you're so afraid of going in, that's kind of different, I think. And I kind of understand that. And people are kind of just seeing how she plays the game. And it's not about, okay, like, because for, for all Maddie's doing, at least she says, hey, if I have to go in, I have to go in. Cool. Like, I'm fine with that. Ashley is just, like, cheesed and trying to avoid it at all costs, right? So I think that was kind of the thing to set her off edge. And then Bear just came in and, a, I mean, theoretically pushed her off the edge, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we should just say from that scene, from, like, the little smoker's den there, that they shook hands and agreed to not say each other's names. Which, yeah. That, that'll come up later. I'm going to be very honest. At this point, I was like, Ashley is going home at, at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, like, I knew right away. I was like, Ashley's going home. I could just tell where it was going. And her energy just wasn't good. And that's before this bear episode where, I mean, <laughs> bear and bears entertaining, right? And we've talked about it. Kayla... Kayla makes her return to the challenge. Kayla is also a very good challenge five-tool competitor, right? She's great yep. in, in the challenges. She's great in the house. She's good for the house. She's great at a lot of things. For sure. And so watching Bear shoot a shot with her continuously every single week is kind of funny. Because you're, you, you're literally – this is like – remember, what was that old show, Keys to the VIP? It's like you're yeah. watching him, like, try to really kick game to this girl – who is openly saying, like, they all know she has a boyfriend at home. And yeah. week by week, I know that we know what ends up happening, but watching it go down is so funny to me. Like, are you enjoying this as much as I am? As much as we can see, like, okay, this is working. Like, he's chipping away, chipping away. This is working. It is working. And, like, one of the things about life is that, like, yeah, I'm getting philosophical right now. But, like, <laughs> as soon as, the like, Kayla, I don't want to say she left the door open, but the fact that she would agree to have these conversations with Bear, even when she was very firmly saying, like, what's, hold no. On. What's one of the rules of life, according to Jay-Z, and also fits into the challenge house? Well, actually, it's Biggie, right? But when the Remy's in the system, okay? Yeah. And you can clearly tell there might be some beverages flowing. Well, they're both drunk. Kayla is more drunk. I was trying to be she's polite. Very... <laughs> she, well, it is what it is. She's very firm that even if she were single, she would not be into it with Bear. Well, hold on, hold on. Because he hold lives on. on the other side of the world. And... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's deep dive into her actual words here. She says, I couldn't, like, date you because you live halfway across the world. Fair point. I couldn't That's... date you leaves a lot of room for a lot of other shit. I'm just saying. That's I'm not that's saying. That's true. But I'm saying. Right. That's fair. My point is just that if you even entertain having these conversations with Bear, the implication is that it is up for negotiation. Oh, 1000%. You get what I'm saying? Mhm. Mm and like I'm not saying at this point she's being disloyal and I'm not saying like her words are pretty clear that she's not going to betray her boyfriend's trust but the fact that she's willing to have these conversations is 
giving Bear enough to continue to press and to try. Actions, not words, right? And then in her confessionals, yeah. you know, well, Bear's telling her, you know, are you calling me a liar? Or you, like, you like me, stop being a liar. And it's playful, it's flirtatious. You know, and she she removes herself from the situation, which I, I get. But her confessional, she's like, she likes it. He's obnoxious. And I find that hilarious. Yeah. And obviously, the confessionals are done in hindsight, right? So it's playing up the story and all that. But it's still pretty funny to watch this game go on to where Bear takes it back to grade three, where I'm just going to try to do something silly in the class to try to impress this girl. <laughs> Hold on. I have, I have a production question for you that I think you'll know the answer to. Okay. Y yes, the confessionals are done afterwards. Like they're done in hindsight, but how far afterwards? It like, all depends. I've, I always had the sense. It, it depends. My I'm impression sure... was that it's like every three days. Uh, it depends. You'll probably do them like in the moment as it happens. And then there'll be a chance where you bring everyone back to like fill in episodes. So okay. you would do it as a, as the season's going along. And then you would, let's say you have like some holes, right? Where you're starting to put together the episode, but you're like, oh no, I really need someone to say blank. Perfect example mm -hmm. is in the middle of this episode when Casey's team was about to go, I was like, oh shit, I keep forgetting about Casey. She hasn't said shit this whole time. And then they had her explain what the challenge was coming back from break. That's yeah. one of those where I would expect that while they put together the episode, they then left a hole, went back and said, hey, we haven't heard from Casey. Let's just get her to read what this challenge is. Do you know, that's mm -hmm. one of the things that you would do just because as you piece the first few episodes together, you realize, oh, she hasn't said anything. Let's get her to do this. I'll, I'll never say that I know more about TV than you because I definitely do not. But one thing that I've noticed is that the confessionals are always in front of a green screen yeah, so totally. it's pretty easy you can just even get someone when they're back in the united states to be like yo sit in front of a green screen at like a local viacom office or whatever yep. your local tv station and like we need to like bang out some questions or like have you say a few things and then they can like fix it in post totally agree even i know that much yeah totally agree totally agree um, but then we get to the dramatics of this episode and bear as mentioned, you know He says he thinks Kayla likes a bad boy. So he's gonna be a bad boy and he grabs a fire extinguisher Goes into the room and just starts going nuts with the fire extinguisher When there's a bunch of people just sitting on the bed chilling and most people seem to think it's a joke like they're on to bears game at this point But there's some people who don't find it funny at all and there's like there's a split but leading the yeah. charge on the split, because I feel like most of the people that were mad were just kind of like, they stayed away from them. They're just like, Bear, get out of here. Made their point, left. Ashley decides that she's going to actually confront Bear, and then she spits on him. And this does not make Maddie happy at all. And I got to say, I agree with Maddie. She says, I agree where I come from. Sorry. Maddie says, where I come from, you spit in my face. That's like punching me. That's disrespect, and I don't like it. I totally agree with Maddie here as she sides with Bear. But what did you think of Ashley? First off, what did you think of Bear's prank and then Ashley's reaction? Did Ashley overreact? I would be angry, too. Like, I'd be pissed, mm -hmm. at least at first. Yeah. 
right? Because like it gets your adrenaline pumping. It would be scary for like five seconds, like if you didn't know it was going. I also strongly had the sense. I mean, we already said that Kayla was clearly drunk and Bear was probably drunk. I had the sense it was pretty late at night and that they'd all been drinking just by seeing how everyone was reacting. Yeah. So, like, you're drunk, you're, like, mid-conversation, and suddenly you're in a room being filled with, like, fire extinguisher. <laughs> You'd be a little, like, angry and confused. But, like, I'd, get, I'd move on pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I understand Ashley's anger, but, I, I mean, there's no excusing spitting on someone. Like, if she, like, let's say, same exact scenario, only she just shouted at him the entire time. Maybe threw a pillow or like hit him with a pillow hard. Different conversation, sure. right? Like the spitting is crossing the line. If she had shoved him, maybe okay. If she'd hit him, not okay. Like it's, she crossed the line for sure in my mind. Yeah. Although I understand why she's pissed. That said, I did think it was pretty funny. The thing I found funniest about it was, so it's in the weird sort of like, it's sort of like, it, yes, it's a room, but one of the walls is plexiglass, and Fessy was on the other side of the plexiglass. It was, like, banging against it, laughing. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty jokes. I did see that. That was pretty jokes. Um, and, and that just furthers the point that some people found this hilarious. Some people did not find it funny at all. But Ashley, again, the level, like, if we were doing a power ranking of the levels of disrespect spitting in someone's face is way up there so yeah that's where i see okay ashley you're taking this way too seriously and the other thing is it's bare and i think kayla said it perfectly is it stupid yeah but at the end of the day let's not all give bear the attention that he's seeking right now and that's yeah. the perfect perfect response because people are mad as we mentioned anise is mad nani's not happy but kayla i think's right but then we see Big T and Tori, and they're, like, laughing. And they're almost, like, ashamed that they're laughing because they're giving bear. Yeah, I see what's behind you. <laughs> I just had to point it out. I got you. I got you. <laughs> right? But, like, Big T and Tori are laughing, but they're almost, like, embarrassed talking about. You know what I mean? Like, they're almost embarrassed. They're, like, they don't want to give them the attention, but yet they found it so funny. And then this is where Ashley screws up because it's bear. He's clearly trying to troll you again. And he starts into it, and you would think that after this happened to her with bananas, she would just leave it alone. But instead, she engages with them. She falls for it again, and I don't understand why she keeps falling for the trap. She yells at Bear, you put toxic chemicals into my mouth. To which Maddie just, this is the line of the episode, I'm, I'm giving it away right here. But Maddie says, I'm sure you've had worse, bitch. <laughs> and the whole house with the bench reaction. Oh! I was, I found that very funny. And bananas with the it, reggae horns for emphasis in the background. It was hilarious. It was, it was such a like catty, devastating line. And then she added the bitch too. Like it was so harsh. Yeah. It was like a rapper like punctuating their bar at the end of it, right? And, and, like, what we were just pointing out is over my shoulder, for those of you that are just listening to the podcast, I just have, like, clips from old challenges running. And it was the scene where Ashley was, like, riding the soap-covered log and 
some would argue she really enjoyed herself rubbing that soap off. So for that to be over my shoulder when Maddie's making that comment about I'm sure you've had worse is just the timing <laughs> on my TV continues to be amazing. Yeah, totally, totally. Poor totally. Ashley. And so this turns into a screaming match, obviously, right? As mentioned, Bananas comes with the reggae horns. Ashley says, then takes things personal. And it takes a turn here. Takes a turn. Ashley stands up in Maddie's face. Maddie tells her to sit down. To which Ashley responds with, go ahead. Hit me so you can get kicked off another show and go back to jail. And then everyone turns serious. Maddie in a confessional explains that she recently got into some trouble. She went out drinking, then got in a car. And then the next thing she knows, she woke up in a hospital and then ended up in jail. So she told Ashley this, and now Ashley is using this against her in an argument in front of the whole house. Johnny Bananas and company are trying to calm her down, calm Maddie down. Maddie is super fired up. I'm going to ask you, John, are you okay with what Ashley said here, or did she go too far? She went too far, but in her defense, like we were literally just talking about Maddie taking a very personal shot during an argument that she wasn't really in. Correct. Like Maddie weighed into the fray with a very cutting, as much as funny as we found it, the house found it. She got personal first, and then, again, in something that she wasn't directly involved in, and then Ashley, I think, also took it too far. I don't want to say Maddie had it coming, but also, yeah. if you're looking for a fight, Ashley Mitchell is going to bring you a fight. Yeah. Like, I think I've said this before on the challenge. Once you get into an argument with someone, you don't get to decide what the line is. Do you no. know what I mean? Like you're arguing with someone and hey, they might say something completely inappropriate, completely wrong, completely whatever, but like you entered into the fray with them and hey, they might say something that's way crossing the line, but then it's as the wise words of Steven Jackson, I point to all the time, respect it or check it, <laughs> do something about it, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean... That's kind of the, the realm it's in now. And you know Ashley just saying something to say something. Maddie, I think we know, probably would actually throw down. <laughs> so that was kind of, you know, very aggressive. But she calms down even though Ashley's calling her a dick sucker. Can I say dick sucker on this podcast? I don't even know. I guess I just did. Yes. But. Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. But, um, <laughs> you know, and they're going back and forth. And you could tell Maddie's kind of hurt. But as you said, it's kind of self-inflicted and Nani even ends up jumping in as well. But as you mentioned, if, you know, if Maddie jumps in for Bear, there's nothing wrong with Nani jumping in and then they're just screaming at each other. I don't know. It, it Things got super hectic here. I don't know if anyone comes out of a, as the winner other than Bear. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to make two points on that note. First of all, the other thing about Maddie being so mad, and again, it was like a deeply personal shot, and she sort of played it as like, I told you that in confidence. Maddie's DUI is like, I don't want to say a well-known fact, but it is on like the public record. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like, think people know, I think people knew about it. It was just like... I, any of them could have brought it up. So it wasn't like 
it's still like a deeply personal shot, but it's not like, oh, I told you that in confidence. How dare you? Yeah, it's not like nobody knew about this. And also, Maddie, if you get a DUI, like you have to live with the consequences of that for the rest of your life, including people taking shots at you, as shitty and as hurtful as it is. So, uh, I. <laughs> Bear, though, you're right, does come out looking somehow the best in all of this. Yeah. And I loved how they had the two giant Czech uh, security guards trying to separate them. And, like, Bear is in between the two security guards, acting as if he's helping, and he's wearing, like, swim goggles. (laughs) Of course he is. Oh, my God. Bear. I still stand by the fact, though, that... look. So let me ask you this to round out this uh, little part here. What was worse, spitting in someone's face or what Bear did with the fire extinguisher? It's a tough one. It is tough. I... And I'm saying, hold on, hold on. I'm going to clarify this. Ashley spitting in Bear's face and Bear doing the fire extinguisher. I'm saying that because, I'm saying that because, you know, the fire extinguisher, there's context to it. Just like there's context to spitting in the face. Like, if some random person comes with a fire extinguisher, cool. Obviously, that's probably way worse because you're like, what the hell is going on? In the context of Bear being Bear, when we know that Bear is just a a goofball trying to, like, joke around, do you know what I mean? Like, it's dumb, but in the context of the house, they're all bored, looking for entertainment. I don't know. I also... God, you're putting me in the uncomfortable position of having to defend either of them. I also think, though, that the bear with the fire extinguisher, it wasn't really malicious, and it wasn't targeting anyone. Yeah. Right? Like, it was just, like, a room, and, like, I suppose it was targeting Kayla with affection? (laughs) But it wasn't... It was definitely different intent, but like, I don't know, it's both shitty. They're both drunk idiots. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So if there's one way to get over a drunken night, it's got to be what the challenge was the next day, right? Oh, man. Can you? <laughs> can we just say, I assume they certainly made it seem like this was the next morning. Yeah. Imagine having to do this challenge, which I'll describe in a second, while hungover. Yeah, that would not be good. Not at all. Like, this this was terrible. So it's called Cold War, and uh, you're split up into teams of five. They didn't make it clear if it was, air quotes, randomly selected Oh, no, they not. did. They did. Yeah? Oh, yeah. They did. Well, I keep paying attention until... to that now, and especially when they listed the first team. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're definitely putting Nani and Ashley on the same team the night after that happened. That's not right. True. So they split the team, the uh, house into f- uh, teams of five, and each team is further separated into two groups. You have three divers and two breakers. And the idea is that the three divers have to get into a pool of water that have giant, like, uh, it seemed like there are foam uh, puzzle pieces, like Tetris pieces, that are secured with carabiners. You have to, and it's cold water, and you have to undo the carabiners, get the five pieces out of the water, and then the three divers have to go carry them and assemble a puzzle so that it like fits into sort of a wall mount that they have. At the same time, you have the two icebreakers from a different team up on uh, scaffolding in this sketchy looking warehouse, 
breaking ice with ice picks and then they can put the ice down the chute making the water colder now i don't know about you off the hop the first thing i thought was like how much could the ice make the water colder like it's a huge like pool of water you've got three people in it which are sources of heat it can't like the ice isn't going to make that big a difference it turns out the ice makes a huge difference and was like cooling the water a lot and one thing that i also didn't appreciate was that they only had the one pool of water yeah so going first was a huge advantage massive because the water was getting colder and colder and colder as the day wore on yeah there are a lot of little tricks of the trade to this for sure and at first when i saw the challenge i kind of thought it was one of those things where we wouldn't be able to appreciate how cold it was Right, because you're kind of looking at it and you're like, oh, this seems kind of easy because I'm sure it's cold, but I'm sure it's probably not that cold. And even if it is, they probably won't be able to, you know, exemplify that with us just watching. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> right. Like it was so apparent how cold it was to the point where, you know, as the first team jumps in, Bananas is just loving it because you're seeing Rogan, Josh and Fessy struggle so hard but you're seeing these three like just three of the biggest guys in the house and they're all just kind of like jumping up and down trying to stay warm but looking so like non-intimidating <laughs> right as they jump up and down and to me that was a part where i went oh okay i guess it is really really bad i didn't i didn't think that it would be that cold but clearly as mentioned i was really wrong and they struggled. The f they did struggle. So as you said, the first three divers were Rogan, Josh, and Fessy. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was really impressed with how Fessy did. It seemed like he was doing the lion's share of the work in the water. Yeah. But also, when I saw those three struggling with the cold, I was like, oh no, there are much smaller, skinnier people that are going to go in yeah. that are going to have a hard time. Because those are bigger dudes. For sure. You know, like, they're all fit. Like, I'm not going to, uh, like, talk shit about their body fat percentage. But just the fact that they're larger means they'll take longer for the cold to, like, affect them. Yeah. You think of, like, the big T's of this world or Jay, who are much smaller, or Ashley. They're going to freeze in there. Ashley opted out of being a diver. She was uh, one of the ice pick people but still like i was like if those three are struggling like there's a, they're probably the three biggest dudes in the house now that ct's gone i should point out ct would have had a great time with this because <laughs> no offense he's he's got a lot of layers you know what i'm saying and he's good at puzzles yeah he would have done well i'm glad you brought up CT. The, i'm glad you brought up the puzzles right because as much as these guys struggled to get the pieces out of the water they struggled even more with the puzzle and TJ was laughing at them. TJ found it hilarious. He said, I don't think you could be any further off with this puzzle. I, I, TJ was on one this episode. He had some good things to say throughout. He was crushing these guys. And, you know, <laughs> the team, I think, after the challenge started, at least the other competitors kind of realized how these guys messed up in terms of picking Rogan, Josh, and Fessy because you need to have one person who's quote unquote the puzzle person to be able to get this yep. done right and these guys really struggled took them forever but 
you know, it's one thing for Ashley to worry about it, but at the same time, why wouldn't you have gotten that? Right? So, especially it's when you true. think that you're playing for your livelihood. And you don't know what your puzzle, what your divers, like what side deals they have, you know? True. Like, you don't know if they're going to have your back. And um, it, the. No, I was going to say, it's funny, though, that you mentioned that side deals, because I know this isn't a side deal. But when Jordan mentioned that he didn't want to go into the cold water because it's cold, and also he doesn't want to beat Tori, <laughs> he doesn't want to win, he wants to help Tori, I didn't even think of that as a possibility of, like, just throwing it for your team. And obviously it's Jordan and Tori, they're married. But I'm saying, like, just in terms of alliances, right? I didn't even think of the fact that, hey, there might be some people who just want to throw it just for that fact yeah. i didn't really think of it in that sense but hey that's why jordan's jordan and he's won a bunch of challenges and i'm sitting on my couch talking to you man <laughs> in terms of next level thinking uh the next team to go in are d nelson and kayla and melissa and maddie are supposed to be the ones chucking ice into the water but their teammates their divers jay tori and wes who are supposed to go into the water next say to melissa and maddie don't put any ice in it's cold enough as it is like let it like let their body temperature warm it up so that we have an easier time great strategy i have to also add they're putting up all the temperatures in fahrenheit yeah. I, it's fahrenheit i i'm not gonna like talk about how the cells how centigrade how celsius is a superior temperature system okay <laughs> unit of measurement but I have no idea what Fahrenheit temperatures are. Yeah. I know it dropped down to 50 degrees, which is cold. Yeah. I think 32 is freezing, so it's just above freezing. I'm not sure, though. I'm not clear. Yeah, I didn't look it up. Uh, I honestly thought that you would look it up. I always assume that you do. You look up the smart things. <laughs> I normally would. I'm I joking. guess I'm tired this morning. I'm joking. That's I'm my joking. bad. But yeah, clearly um, Fahrenheit or Celsius, it didn't matter because it wasn't equaling our guy Nelly's core temperature. No. So as I said, it's Dean, Nelson, and Kayla in there together, and they are struggling. And also, as I was just saying, like Kayla, she's in great shape, but she's not big. Like yeah. that cold would shoot right through her. They were struggling so hard. At, to the point where I think for the first time I've ever seen, TJ came over to them and said, do you guys want to quit? Yeah. Like, it was so bad that TJ Lavin, who, whose motto is, I hate quitters, no quitters allowed, offered to let them quit. Yeah. And, and they held on longer. And then TJ had to actually come over and was like, all right, you guys are done. Like, this is too dangerous. Yeah. I mean, Nelson had Takes like snot coming out of his nose. He couldn't feel his fingers. You could just see his, their hands shaking. And the, per when you're just standing in the freezing cold water, not actually doing anything, you might as well just quit. Cause you're not, you're, it's not even like you're yeah. trying at this point. Right. And you're already done. Cause your mind has already just convinced itself that it can't go further. Right. You, there's no coming back from that. So they get out and immediately like Nelson can't even walk. They're like holding him up like he's dead weight. And my guy ends up being taken off in a in uh, an ambulance, which I was kind of like, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, like that got real really quickly. And it made me think like 
there's no way they could let them continue in the same um in the same elements could they like they must have warmed it up a little bit after that they didn't show us this is all my assumption i don't know this there's no like internet deep dive or anything i was just saying holy shit there's no way that everyone could watch that happen and then i'm going into that cold ass water right after not a chance not a chance at all uh so so we know i looked it up 50 degrees fahrenheit is 10 degrees celsius okay so pretty cold uh we have a listener comment lucas wyatt who describes himself as a first time long time listener uh i'm gonna skip the first half of his tweet because we're gonna circle back to that but he says he asks has there been a more dangerous weekly challenge than Cold War in the recent history of the show. Not, I, I don't think so. Not just like a normal challenge. I don't think so. Nothing comes to mind in terms of, I don't, I mean. Here's the thing, right? Because the thing that makes this one so much more difficult is you can't gauge how someone's going to react. Like you could be a medical person and know that, hey, it'll take X amount of time for your body to shut down in this temperature of water, right? Like you could Google that and find that out. You could be a medical professional and know that. That still doesn't tell you how every single person's body is gonna react because every single person's body is different. Do you know what I mean? So that's a tough one, but either way, the fact, the thing that threw me off, like going forward a little bit here was that Jordan is just like, the ambulance drives off, and the way that they cut it seemed so, pardon the pun, cutthroat here, right? To throw back to a challenge thing. But Jordan's like, it's okay, guys. He's going to be okay. Like, you don't know that, <laughs> right? And then he's yeah. like, don't let that phase you. They'll be fine. And then there's a voiceover from TJ where he says, Nelson's gone to the hospital, but the challenge must go on. And I was like, yo, hold on here, <laughs> right? And I know it's a voiceover, and obviously they did it after they know Nelson's fine. But just the way that it was cut together, I was kind of like, hold up, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, are we really just going forward like this? This seems like our really our only opportunity mm-hmm. to do our new segment for this season, Whoa Nelly, where we say something nice about Nelson. Um. Yeah, I felt bad for Nelson here. Like, poor guy. My guy was taken off on a stretcher in the freezing cold water. He couldn't even walk. Like, I felt really bad for Nelson. But the nice thing that I will say about Nelly is we got multiple people writing into us saying, hey, Nelson's record in eliminations is actually really good. Yeah. I, so It's 8-1-1, one, one, apparently. I would like to apologize to Nelson, and that is a nice thing that I will say about Nelson in this episode. I feel sorry for you, I, and you are pretty good at eliminations. My bad. I, see, here's I'm going to say. What I take umbrage with is when Nelson said, I'm known for being good in eliminations. My I, like, I didn't know what his, his record was. But I don't think that's what Nelson is known for, not to split hairs. Hey, I, don't I thought you were supposed to be saying think, something nice about Nelson here. I'm, I'm going to circle around to saying something nice about Nelson. I'm just, I'm just defending myself Okay. that I don't think Nelson is known for being good in eliminations. Okay. But it was, I am impressed that Nelson 
uh, has such a good record. That's one nice thing I'll say. I also, I genuinely felt bad for him and I was impressed with how tough he was and his willingness to stick this out, uh, especially given, and like, we heard no words of complaint from him. There's no like confessional where he's like, yo, that was fucked up. There's nothing like that. He like took it on the chin, tried his best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, put it this way. He impressed TJ Lavin. Yeah. In terms of like his competitiveness, his drive, his fire. And that's to me very impressive. So I'm sorry that it went so badly for Nelson, but I'm impressed with the, uh, his endurance, his toughness. So what did you make of immediately following the next group? They're tossing ice right back in there <laughs> after they see their competitors go off in an ambulance all right, let's get back to it. And then ice, more ice is being tossed back down. Do you think that's cool? Were you okay with that? Or just like, nah, that's not cool. We just saw my guy go off with possible hyperthermia. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Sheldon, I was so cool with it. It didn't even occur to me that it was a dickish thing to do after what they just seen. I didn't think like so what either. What you just laid out hadn't even crossed my mind. No, no, no. I didn't think so either. I wrote it down. I kind of like laughed. Like, I didn't think it was a dick move, but I just, I kind of laughed because I was like, all right, TJ said challenge must go on. But speaking of a challenge move, though, Wes with one of the most, like, I don't know what to call this. I was going to say gangster or one of the most incredible challenge strategies I have ever seen. And I don't know if enough was made about it in terms of you know, how great of a ploy it was, but also I wanted to know if everybody in the house knew about it. There's just not enough discussion. But the fact that Wes, Tori just casually throws out, because the next group that's in there, right? It's Tori, Wes, and who? Who's the next person? Jay. And Jay. Jay. There's not enough, so they're in there, and Tori just casually throws out in the confessional. Wes is over there peeing on himself, warming up the area around him. So she says she's willing to swim in Wes's piss to get the pieces. Now, <laughs> there's so much here. One, did Wes announce this to the group? Because there's another group that has to go afterwards that would then also be swimming in his piss? Was Jay also okay with swimming in Wes's piss? But also, who came up with this strategy? Because in theory, this is a really good strategy. I'm not so sure how much of a strategy it was. Like, I think it, I think it was effective. Okay. But I also think that sometimes you just get the pee shivers. Oh. And, like, you jump into something that cold. You're not really going to have a choice. Hmm. And then it worked to their advantage. Like, and also, I mean, shout out to Wes's pee. But it might not have made it, like, all the way over to Jay's corner. You know what I mean? Like... By the time it gets there, it's going to cool off. So maybe Jay doesn't even know. Fair. Maybe Wes didn't even say anything to Tori. But, like, Tori, like, passes Wes. is like, oh, I know what's going on here. <laughs> I just walked through a pea cloud, but I'm not mad at it. It's fair. Because immediately after, and, you know, they do a really good job with their puzzle. Cool. They had great teamwork. They did the puzzle on the ground. I want to skip ahead because I was just like... Yo, hold on. There's another group that's going to go in. And I was looking for the shots. I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking for the shots of, yo, who else is going, putting their head into the water the next round? And it was bananas. 
Like, that's what I was paying attention to for the rest of it. And there's no mention of it, which, okay, fine. But, like, should there be mention of it? Like, how safe is that? Where's Dr. Felci to tell me, like, is that healthy? <laughs> right? Banana sticking his head in. Because, like, again, we've all swam in a pool where someone's taking a piss in it, right? Like, obviously. But we don't legitimately know about it. And also, I think Wes did this on purpose as a form of strategy. But I still got to think there's that part is not on my waiver when I sign up for the challenge. There's no part that says, I also agree to swim in someone's piss. But we're, we're also assuming that Wes was the only one to piss in that tub. Great point. Great point by you. Right? Like, we, we didn't hear from, like, Kayla and Dee and Nelson immediately afterwards. They clearly weren't in control of their bodies. Who, who knows what's going on in that tub? You make valid points. You make valid points. Right? Jay. And, like, I do I do honestly wonder if it was an involuntary reaction by Wes. Maybe Bananas hopped in and he took a piss, too. True. Who's to say? Who's to say? I, I agree. It is gross. And, like, I'd be like, bring on that ice because it's, like, fresh and clean, presumably. It wasn't yellow. That's fair. That's but, fair. Like, let's dilute this, you know? But in terms of strategies, I mentioned Bananas, you know, whether he knew or not, they got right in there for their turn and their strategy was good because they realized we're not going to spend so much time in this pool unhooking the pieces and then lifting all the pieces out let's just unhook all the pieces while our hands are still warm or haven't frozen off yet and then we'll worry about getting the pieces out and i think that kind of helped them with their strategy and also when they got to the puzzle part confirm this or deny this for me okay john I think one of the biggest keys, especially from Bananas' point of view of being in the challenge for a long time, is knowing your role in different situations. And when they got to the puzzle and he said, you know what, I'm going to let Anissa run this show. She seems pretty confident in terms of putting this puzzle together. I think that, you know, when we talk about, oh, what's the difference between being a vet and being a rookie, that's one of the things that's so underrated. Knowing your role knowing your strengths and weaknesses and knowing when to give someone else the lead. I a hundred percent agree with you that that's one of bananas and to a lesser extent, Wes, and I guess a lot of the vets do this, but like Wes, Anissa, CT, uh, bananas, they all understand like, okay, I'm on a team with these people. What are they good at? What are they bad at? Oh, what's that? Anissa's super good at puzzles. Yeah. And you alluded to this earlier, but with the Josh Rogan Fessy group, it was obvious that they needed someone who was good at puzzles, right? Yeah. And in Banana's case, he has Anissa, who's very good at puzzles. Yeah. And I really like Anissa, and I mean this without any disrespect, but she's better built for staying warm than some of the other people mm -hmm. in the house. Okay. So she'd have a good head on her shoulders coming out of that ice tub. And yeah, Bananas just had, and Bear, surprisingly, Bear was able to stay quiet. For now. But for now, in this one instance, he was quiet. But they at least were like, okay, Anissa, like, we're your hands. Just tell us where to go. And we're just going to, like, listen to you. Which makes sense. You don't want to talk over each other, undo each other's work. Yeah. You know, you're cold, you got adrenaline happening. 
you don't want to be working at cross purposes, but if one person's in charge who you can trust is smart and like knows how to solve a puzzle like Anissa does, by all means, just tell us what to do, Anissa. Let's get this done. Yeah. We should also point out that before those three jumped in the wa water, Bear had the presence of mind to turn, wink, and blow a kiss to Kayla and tell her that he loves her. Hey, Manny. Shoot or shoot, right? Shoot or shoot. Always got to have your eye on the prize. Um, speaking of the prize, Bear's team wins. They get the prize of being the tribunal. And Bear does what Bear does in terms of being a sore winner. And he just keeps yelling, that was so easy. That was so easy. To which Anissa turns to him like a mother would to her child. And telling him to like shut up. But of course, it's Bear. So... We find out, obviously, that team becomes a tribunal, and we head back to the house. They obviously have a big decision to make because there's five members of the tribunal this time, right? The whole team becomes yeah. a tribunal. So get back to the house. Kyle starts politicking with Maddie. You start seeing the steam building for should Ashley be the one to go in. And, I mean, it leads to a pretty, you know, simple nomination and i was excited for the nomination this time around because they've been so entertaining the first two episodes the first three episodes whatever it's been so far and this one kind of just went pretty straightforward no yeah everyone who had a vote voted for ashley there's a bit of well, drama sorry go on the, there's a, a few things i want to note so kyle who earlier on says like, hey, I'm friends with Ashley, but I don't trust her. Because every season she forms a new alliance. Like she does not stick to her people. But he's like, but I love her. Like she's fun. Like I enjoy hanging out with her, but don't trust her. He says this to Maddie. And then when they're doing the like group vote, Kyle is the one who's chairing the meeting. And he is like, you know, people have been saying the same name a lot so i thought we should just like give ash give her a chance to defend herself and then maybe it was an edit i'm not sure but suddenly maddie's like i vote for ashley yeah. <laughs> like we did not hear from ashley yeah and it was funny because at the start of the episode maddie says like i'll never say your name fast forward two days later she cuts off ashley for the opportunity to say ashley's name first yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it was it was not a good look for ashley because everyone turned on her even who some people who she thought were her friends especially d who you know for being real was what people thought was her only friend in the house and i was kind of at this point i was like d sucks because he, here's yeah. the thing right everybody already knows your side with ashley so even like there's no harm in you just throwing out a, a burn vote for someone else just cause like you automatically being like, Oh, well I can't trust you. I can't trust you anymore, Ashley. And saying that is just showing you have no loyalty. Well, and this is where Kyle, this, this ties back to my uh, insane clown posse opening. Kyle was really the voice of reason in all of this because he even said, you know what? Let's stop voting. Like, it's clear who's going in. Yeah. Let's not embarrass Ashley. Yeah. People have said their piece. 
And unless anyone objects, let's wrap it up. And Ashley basically stormed out. But I thought that was really good gameplay from Kyle. Yeah. Because I'm because in the long run, Ashley can't be like, oh, you fucking Kyle. Because not only did he not vote for her, it didn't like none of the men voted yet. But also, he like looked out for her without like no one can say that he like undermined them or was trying to protect Ashley. So it was like a little subtle move by Kyle. And then he went and chased her down the hallway to apologize and to explain why he called off the vote. He was trying to save her the embarrassment. I can't lie. I found that kind of phony. Really? Yeah, just because I was like, you're playing the exact same game that you're getting mad at Ashley for playing. Because you're going to Maddie saying, you don't trust Ashley. You're going to vote her in. Everyone's going to vote her in. And then even as the, as the vote ended... He Ashley storms out. Ashley's gone. He stands on a table and says, I was going to vote for Ashley. My vote's for Ashley. Ha ha ha. Then runs off yeah. before everyone else gets a chance to. And he's like, oh, Ashley, I'm so sorry. I hope you're okay. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you're doing the exact yeah, same thing. True. But, hey, whatever works for you, Kyle. See how far you go in the game. No problem. I will say, I like Kyle more and more. Just like in terms of our typical standard of like, would I get a drink with Kyle? Would I hang out with Kyle? Absolutely. He was super funny. We skipped over the fact that he and Corey basically quit on Bailey in the uh, ice bath. And then like he chirped himself where he's like, you know, shout out to everyone. You did a great job. Except for Corey and I, we suck. Like he's just like, seems like a charming, fun guy. I don't know that I want to be his ally on the challenge, but like he seems like he's a fun, cool guy to hang out with. As long and like it helps that we don't have, like he's not tainted by the like Kara and Polly dynamic. For sure, for sure. And you know Ashley is super rattled. Obviously, she can't go quietly. She tells everyone, everyone thinks I'm not good, but if they want to see me down there, you better hope it's on a puzzle or something that involves brains. She's like, ask Nani last year. I know I'm crying now, and I was crying right before the elimination, but ask Nani last year how that went, because I was crying before that too, and I came back. I was just like, whoa, that's an unnecessary shot at Nani. (laughs) Ashley took a lot of unnecessary shots this episode. (laughs) She went down blazing for sure. Um, so we get a nightclub scene. Not much really happens except for bananas and his mentoring of Big T. And I think the thing here is what we establish is everyone kind of likes Big T, and she seems to be a likable person within the house. You get bananas, you get Wes saying that, and he's giving her a little bit of game, right? In terms of you got to use this opportunity to gain some form of power. And what she ends up doing is. She kind of tries to make a deal with the holy trinity of Jenna, Nani, and Kayla. Uh, what did you think of Big T's politic in here? You know when, like, you're you're hanging out with a little kid, <clears throat> and they they hand you a toy phone, and like you're obligated to answer and say hello as if it was a real phone. You know how you just humor them. I really felt like Jenna, Nani, and Kayla were just humoring Big T. Yeah. Where like the way they sp- spoke to them, like, oh, oh, for real, you're gonna you're gonna keep me out. Okay, cool. I liked how Nani in particular is like, well, two of my best friends in the house are on the tribunal, so like, I think I'm good. But like, I'll hear you out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, <laughs> like, she's super tight with uh, Bananas and Anissa. So she, like, wasn't... I wasn't worried. Super worried. Yeah, and, like... I uh, like how Kayla was like, oh, I'm surprised to hear that anyone's saying my name. Yeah. But okay. It's, it's like, a good test you know run I mean? for Big T, though. Yeah, and I like how Bananas and Wes both described it, where they're like, low-key, she's hilarious. Because mm-hmm. she has this British accent, she's really nice, and she's funny, but she doesn't know what she's doing. And it's fun to just, like, put a quarter in her and see what happens. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, no drama at all. Nothing much really going on at the bar. Uh, not much going on back at the house except, you know, Bear still shooting a shot with Kayla, getting to do I'm sorry, I do want to say, I do want to say about the bar. Was that not the nicest looking bar they've ever been to on this show? Normally, it looks like they do, like go to a bar and it's just like five kinds of liquor, a couple of crates set up to be the bar, <laughs> and like some bad lighting. But this like looked like a legitimate bar that would be like nice to actually go to yeah. in a real, like on an actual night out, not just to like, hey, you're not gonna be in the house. Here's different brands of liquor. You know what I mean? It looked way nicer. Yeah, no, it looked like a nice spot for sure. Totally looked like a nice spot. Anyway, sorry, back to Bear and Kayla. As you said, we got Bear, Rogan, and Wes mm-hmm. talking about... Well, first of all, Bear asks if Wes is still playing the dead possum. I don't think they have possums in England because, like, the entire point of a possum is that they play dead. That's their defense mechanism. But, you know, maybe Bear's not up on his North American mammals. Who's to say? It's fair. Um, and then uh, before Wes could even really answer, Bear like pivots the conversation into how much he's in love with Kayla. Yeah. And they're standing outside Kayla's room and he's like, come on guys, come on guys, fake laugh for me, fake laugh. And, and Rogan's like, oh, Bear, you're so funny and sexy. <laughs> like it's, it's hilarious. Um, it's pretty, that's a good move. That works. Yeah. He's just being funny and you know, he's joking around saying that. Uh, Kayla told him that she likes him and, you know, Wes tries to confirm, but Wes is just playing it up too. like, they all know where this is going. Right. So it, it just becomes more of a, a funny joke. And uh, after that happens, because to me at this point, like the Baron Kayla thing, we know what happens and we, we see how exactly it's happening. She's trying, but as I said, a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about the Chris rock bit, right. And cheating, you might stop chasing, but if it's chasing you, you can only run away so fast before you get caught. I think that's what's happening to Kayla right now. It's, I'm, it, I have further I have further insight into the Kayla situation, but I'm going to save for it sure. for what looks like is going to go down next episode. Fair enough, my dude. Fair that's enough. That's all I'm going to say on that issue. So we get the tribunal. It's pretty straightforward, right? They end up putting in uh, D, Tori, and Maddie. D because they don't trust her and she's just aligned with Ashley. Tori because Tori wants to go in and Maddie obviously because her and Ashley got beef. Um, Tribunal's pretty straightforward. No, like uh, Maddie says it's Chansey. She's not really sure if she wants to go in. She doesn't really sound like she wants to risk it, but she's not scared at the end of the day, right? Tori says that she wants to go in as long as it's not a puzzle. And D just says that she wants to go in period but here comes the the dynamic of what this whole season is going to be because when 
you know, obviously we get the part about D and bananas, which whatever. But to me, the the interesting part here was the realization of the tribunal. Wait a second, like, do we want to reward D here and like give her an opportunity to get a skull? Like, I don't think so. So they weren't really prepared. They were gonna go in, see what the actual challenge was gonna be, and then make their decision. And I thought that was really cool. It just kind of setting the scene for how I think it's gonna go the entire season. Yeah, I think a big, big part of going into every purgatory is to be like, is this hard or is this easy? Does this play to the person's strengths? Does it play to my strengths? Yeah. Like, am I gonna uh, volunteer to go in? Am I gonna send in an enemy? Like, it's it really adds a great wrinkle to the game. Yeah. What I found weird about these tribunal conversations, and I wasn't the only one, like Tori and D were both like, that was very aggressive for what should be like a pretty chill conversation. Like Tori even said, like, I thought we were friends when I came in here, but, like, now I'm getting the sense that we're not friends. Like, I just... I don't know why you guys are coming so hard. Yeah, I just think the stakes are so high at this point with how these tribunals are going to be this season where you have a big decision to make. Normally, you already know who you have your sights on, who you're going to put in, and that's it. This time around, though, there's so much more to think about, right? Like, do you want to throw in D because you don't like her? Do you want to give Tori a chance to win? But it depends on what the actual challenge is going to be. Then you got to remember the fact that Casey, Anissa, or Big T could decide that they want to go in themselves, right? And I think yeah. that that's something to also think about, that they could want to go in. And so it just adds another level of stress. And I think that's why the tension seemed to be at an all-time high. And I get it. I understand it. Um, so we get to the actual um, competition, mm -hmm. the elimination, which is called Code Breaker. Yeah. And the rules are very complicated, it seems. So each competitor is going to have a wheel that they're going to spin. And whatever, there's five wheels that you actually spin. The first wheel, you know, it's a particular symbol. Um, yeah particular symbol then you have a giant it looks like a giant dice a giant die you have to roll it into position get up on top of it and hit like a flower pot and inside the flower pot there may or may not be your symbol and you have to work your way through all the flower pots to find the symbols once you find your symbol you take it back and to like your little board spin the wheel go get another symbol and then once you get all five symbols you then have to flip over the symbols and they have the names of challenge seasons and you have to put them in chronological order. Now we didn't get all that explanation off the hop. They just sort of like have the tribunal vote just sort of by looking at it. And I have to tell you, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, this is a puzzle. I thought Anissa was gonna volunteer herself. Yeah, no, I, I didn't think so. I could tell that the fact that it didn't even come up in conversation, I didn't think that they were going to go in. Like, there was no chance that they were going to go in because it didn't even come up in any of their discussions at all, either of them going in. But also, yes, it did look like a puzzle, but it looked super complicated as well. And I think in that sense, someone says it, maybe it was Jordan, who says that he's so glad Tori wasn't in it 
because of how yeah. you know like there's so much chance involved in this completing this puzzle that is just not worth the risk and so that's why they throw in d i think that was a perfect decision to make well and one of one of the things that i think is noteworthy is ashley's really good at puzzles mm -hmm. and is like low-key good in all eliminations but she's especially good at puzzles yeah. like that's her strength yep so they see it and they're like Ooh, i have a question for you though you just said that putting d in is the right call would it have made sense to put in Tori? No. No, because no? you could tell that, as Tori said, like, they're aligned, quote-unquote, with Tori. Right? Like, they're not against Tori. I guess so. I just... We don't really have the parameters of what this alliance looks like. True. Like, we don't fully know who it's in. All I'm saying is that, like, you know, they were speaking earlier about how the, quote-unquote, Holy Trinity of Kayla and Nani and Jenna are the most powerful alliance because they're like ride or die and they'll never turn on each other. But also, you got to think that, uh, what's his face, Swaggy and Bailey, they're a, like for sure tight alliance. And Jordan and Tori are a tight alliance. So if you see that someone who's pretty good at puzzles in an elimination position in Ashley... And you know Tori is bad at puzzles. Isn't that an opportunity to get rid of Tori? For sure. And also, you know that Ashley is going to go in again because she's going to keep pissing people off. Here, here's the thing, though, right? Like taking your shot at Tori, whether you hit or miss, that means you got to deal with Jordan. And that yep. means, you know, obviously the political side of Jordan, but also just the gameplay of Jordan coming after you, right? So, yeah, I mean, is that worth but, the risk this early in the house? I don't know. But jo Jordan's not as good politically as Tori. Like, they're a good team because he's really smart. Not that she's dumb. She's smart, too. But he's such a dick that he pisses people off. And Tori, like, they play good cop, bad cop. And we saw that earlier this season mm -hmm. with D. But if you remove Tori from it, from the show, Jordan is so explosive in his temper and without her to like rein him in and to apologize and to smooth things over i think yeah jordan's going to be dangerous but he's also probably going to play himself out of the game yeah just because he's such a relentless dick and he and she really is a moderating influence i don't know though i go the other way because i think last season was a perfect example of everyone hating jordan and trying to get him out and they just couldn't yeah right so uh, like but also he could be also, the worst political player and it doesn't matter right you still got to get him out but if they get if they get mad at you putting in tori you can also be like but jordan she said in our like little tribunal discussion that she wants her red skull and this would be an odd like i thought she wanted to go yeah. in i don't understand why you're mad i also think that this wasn't really like looking at it you could tell that yeah it's a puzzle but it's not really a puzzle and it's going to be up to chance because you can kind of get an idea of what it was going to be in terms of the smashing of the pots. And that's chance. That's not a puzzle at all. Yeah. Well, and that, I don't know if you caught this, but at one point, Ashley says that when she smashed a pot, there was, she thought it was empty, but there was one of the symbols in it and it fell and got buried in the sand. Yeah. yeah. So she gets all, she gets the first of the symbols. And then and then D just, D just like... Yeah whips past her and part of it i think is 
I mean, Ashley said it to D in passing, like it wasn't in confessional. Yeah. I think it was that Ashley lost that symbol in the sand and didn't know it. Yeah. Nope, I agree. I agree. And and so D gets out to the crazy, crazy lead, but then at the very end, you have to put the pieces into order in terms of the chronological order of seasons of the challenge. To which D would obviously have no idea what that is because she'd never really seen the challenge before she'd been on the challenge. So how does she get through? With the hand of her friend, Wes, who is telling her the order of the seasons of the challenge. And But even then, it took her like 10 tries. For like sure. She, I don't know if there's a miscommunication between them or what. I honestly think that was editing. Yeah. yeah, I honestly think it was editing and she was probably done way faster than it appeared. Oh. Right. And like, you know, Ashley, just to make it seem like, oh, no, is Ashley coming back? Yeah, Ashley's coming back. She's one behind her. We're going to commercial break. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think so. Obviously, I have no idea. But as mentioned, D wins. Right. Which to me, you know, that's not the surprise. Ashley goes out. I'm sure we'll talk about Ashley's comments, but I want to ask you something here. Are you okay with how D won this in terms of Wes essentially helping her to finish? Because she just would have been guessing a random order, and how would she have ever gotten it right? Like, would you? she actually sit there and play out every single combination of the order of the five seasons? That would take forever. Yeah. Well, the, and the thing is for all those different orders, she would have to like try it and then have TJ check and then try it and then have TJ check. And like TJ doesn't like sprint over to check, right? So like um, it was an interesting dynamic. People seemed pissed that Wes was helping her. Like at one point, you know, they said that people were booing and shouting over Wes so that uh, they couldn't, so that D couldn't hear him. Um, you can also clearly see TJ in the background at one point telling Wes to be quiet. Oh, okay. Like, you see him, like, signaling, like, hey, man, like, be quiet. Um, and saying it wasn't fair. Okay. I don't object to it, though. Like, in every single elimination, we see people shouting advice. Like, we've seen so many people, like... We've seen Johnny Bananas give direction to people. We've seen Wes give, we've seen Jordan. Like this happens every, almost every single elimination where someone like helps out their friend. So, you know, I don't see why it was so egregious that Wes was doing that. What I thought was interesting was that Johnny and Wes are not on the same page about D, who is Wes's closest ally outside of Johnny. Well, you got to remember, D was trying to get Johnny out just a week prior. Yeah, and Wes saved her. But you would think that, like, Wes would, like, I don't know, sit Johnny and D down to, like, hash it out. Like, no, nah, I it, think it was just. We, we got to know that Johnny and Wes are just playing this game for now. But I think they both know that they're riding this out as long as they can until they know there's going to be a moment where it's going to go back to normal. But as of yeah, now, it I benefits guess. them to kind of, you know, steer clear of each other because there's already enough eyes on them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, um, so 
D ends up winning thanks to Wes's intervention and also seemingly Ashley's bad luck. Ashley at first is quite a gracious loser. She and D are friends after all. So she congratulates D, she hugs her. She says, you know, I'm not gonna, she says to everyone, I'm not gonna forget, this is just a game. We're all still cool, we're all still friends. And then, it, as Johnny says, classic Ashley Jekyll and Hyde. She turns the corner and is suddenly like, points out that Johnny and Wes are clearly in an alliance. Calls Wes a douchebag. Says that he's too old, that he's over the hill. And just like, goes off on him. Yeah. What did you think of Smashley's performance? Her post-performance performance? Uh, regular listeners to this podcast know that I'm a basketball fan. And with that, you know, Mark Jackson is one of the most famous broadcasters. And he has a line that he says all the time when someone hits a jump shot and he's, he yells going to break, you know the rules, hand down, man down. And I laugh every single time, even though it's a cheesy ass line. So in this instance, I'm going to get my Mark Jackson on and ask Ashley, you know the rules. All is fair in love, war, and the challenge. Yeah. You've been on the show long enough, and I think it's lame what Wes did. I really do. But at the end of the day, it's a challenge, right? I think it's lame what Bear did, but it's a challenge. I even think Ashley spitting on Bear is lame, but it's a challenge. So all of these huh. things wrapped up, it's like she's just super salty on the way out and it's not a good look again. It's like, just take your L and leave. That's all. I also, I also have to say, I'm on MTV Australia's website right now. Okay. And they do have the challenge. So now, I don't know what Dee's talking maybe about. Maybe now, now but, but not the earlier season. Maybe seasons. now. But also, don't you think once you've been on one season of the challenge... You're going to start to, I don't know, do some research, brush up on your fundamentals, listen to a Canadian podcast about the challenge and like get up to speed. I wouldn't have been able to do that. I wouldn't have been able, like I probably would have like worked my way through it eventually, but off the top, I wouldn't have been able to put those in the order. Well, I will tell D and I'll tell anyone listening that MTV.ca, the Canadian MTV has like 20 seasons of the challenge for free. So grab yourself a VPN and you can just watch them back to back to back to back. They also have like all the seasons of the real world back for like a decade. And uh, the Jersey Shore, like all the classic MTV shows, all for free, sometimes ad free too. So D, other listeners, MTV.ca, they got you covered. Uh, what was Oh, sorry. There's one last thing I have to point out. D wins. She has a red skull. People are mixed on it. Interesting to me that people, after they all were complaining about how much they dislike Ashley, people were suddenly rooting for her over D. Like that goes to like say how disliked D is in the house. But after she wins, Kyle announces to everyone now Rogan's not going to get laid tonight. And it begs the question, who would Rogan have sex with? No, I think he said, now Rogan's not going to get laid for the rest of the season. Even so. I think he's just making a joke. I think he's just making fun of him because D's going to be there I, to cock block him. And Ashley alluded to earlier on in the episode that D can't 
if D can't trust Ashley, then I think Ashley says, sorry. She says, if D can't trust me, then who can she trust in this house? Cause it's not her boyfriend. Who's literally been trying to sleep with every single girl in the house. I'm just getting the sense that there are more romantic entanglements in the house than we've seen so far. For sure. And like what happens in normal seasons of the challenge is, you know, someone might be hooking up chronologically what happens, let's say, in between episodes two and three. But they never show that in the episodes until, you know, that person's time becomes on the clock, let's say. Right. So, yeah whoever that person is like let's just say it was maddie for example you know the theme of that episode would be oh look maddie and rogan have been hooking up then we'll see yeah that, right but yeah i don't know what is your line of the episode because i'll tell you again as i promised circling back to lucas wyatt he says that nelson's comment during cold war has to be the line of the week right and I'll tell you, I wrote it down. I don't think it was exact, but he said that it's so cold that his my balls shot up into me and come out my mouth. I've never felt something as cold as this. That was, that was Nelson. That's Lucas Wyatt's vote for line of the episode. But what was yours, Sheldon? Uh, yeah, no, I said it earlier. It was uh, after Maddie and Bear are yelling at or sorry bears yelling at ashley ashley yells back you put toxic chemicals into my mouth to which maddie says quote i'm sure you've had worse bitch and the bench reacts <laughs> that was my line of the episode i do i do think that was the line of the episode i agree with you there were some other good lines i liked Wes said i love power i put it in my goblet and i drink it until i get drunk well played i like it well played. There's a, it was a pretty good quippy episode. Uh, but who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? This is going to be weird because I'm going way off the board here. But I'm saying Big T killed it. And it's not because oh. like she did any like she didn't like do much to win the challenge per se. But I just thought it was a good episode for her in terms of getting some challenge street cred. Right. You know, you were part of the winning team. But she got to, like, watch some vets at work in terms of yep. uh, Johnny Bananas and Anissa. Uh, she got to play some game in terms of acknowledging the power that you get by winning a challenge. I thought that was pretty good for her. And plus, it was just kind of like a good, you know, representation of her for us as a viewer because we don't get to see that much of her or understand that much of her because she's pretty quiet and in the background. But... You had enough people bigging up her personality. She's a really good person. And we just have a different thought process of her now, or our thought process on her now is different than it was, let's say, last year when it was just, oh, she's a layup. Throw her in again. So I, the kind of the character turn that D or that Big T has made in this season was bigged up in this episode. And for that, I'm making her my MVP of this episode. That's interesting. That's an interesting pick. I like it's it. Random. I like that you it's went random. off the board. I'm saying Johnny Bananas killed it this week. Okay. And I'm not the biggest Johnny Bananas fan. As you know, as longtime listeners know. But I think Johnny's greatest strength is actually in daily competitions. He's really exceptionally smart. 
about thinking outside of the box. And he was really smart to be like, guys, let's not waste time and energy, especially time, getting the pieces out of the water. Let's focus on getting the carabiners undone and letting the pieces float out. I thought that was very smart. And then he had the presence of mind to be like, I'm just going to let Anissa rock on this puzzle. I'm just going to do what she says. And he got out one of his biggest nemeses in Ashley. So I think, I mean, all around, good episode for Johnny Bananas, right? Strengthened his position politically, showed why he's one of the most successful competitors of all time on the challenge. Just an all around good showing by your man's JB. Yeah, that was my prim and proper who won the episode, but in reality, who won the episode? It's Bear. Self-explanatory. I think real ones know if you're paying attention to this episode, Bear wins again because he is reality TV. (laughs) Uh, Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, You could find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and please, Continue to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. We're here. We're here. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. You Killed It.